0: albinism an inherited genetic condition that reduces the amount of melanin pigment formed in the skin, hair, or eyes. The two principal types of albinism in humans is oculocutaneous, affecting the eye's skin and hair, and ocular, affecting the eyes only. Albinism knows no boundaries and occurs in all racial and ethnic groups of people throughout the world, and can affect nearly any species from land and marine mammals, to birds, fish, reptiles, and insects, or even plants. Dangerous superstitions in some parts of Africa have perpetuated the belief that body parts of people with albinism can transmit magical powers, which has been exploited by witch doctors who use body parts as ingredients and in rituals and potions with the claim that their magic will bring prosperity or good luck. In terms of occurrence, approximately one in 20,000 people have some form of albinism in Europe and North America, with rates as high as one in 3,000 in some regions of Africa. My name's Anthony Padilla, and today, I'm gonna be sitting down with people with albinism to learn the truth about this heavily misunderstood condition. Have these people with albinism been able to fully embrace their rare condition? Or does the outright ignorance of people around them Cause them to feel immensely insecure and isolated. Hello, Tondo.
1: Hi, Anthony. How are you?
0: Aldo. Hi, Anthony. Semi. Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for coming on here and teaching me about the world of albinism. Absolutely, thank you for having me. What do you consider yourself? Someone with albinism? Someone who simply lacks pigmentation?
1: Just person with albinism?
0: Or someone who's really white.
2: <laughs> Just a human being? <laughs> I have to kind of explain to people it's not a race, yeah. you know, and it's not like a disease either. So it's, it's kind of weird.
0: What does having albinism entail?
1: Albinism is a genetic occurrence. It happens in all races, and usually when two people have a recessive gene, there is a chance that they could have a child with albinism, and that would mean that you have a lack of pigmentation in the skin, hair, and eyes. And the thing about pigmentation is that it it has a certain consequence, and eyesight is one of them. You lack pigmentation even in the nerves that actually assist with your eyesight so you start not only being sensitive to light you also become short-sighted and also your skin is more susceptible to skin cancer
2: vision Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing. Mm. It's like it's difficult to do things that people wouldn't think that it'd be difficult to do. It's very hard to see text. If I read a text that's way too long, Uh after a certain period, my eyes literally get tired. So it's
0: it's actually painful. It's not just a matter of like, oh, I can't see.
2: Your eyes will get tired and then it'll make you fatigue as well. Mm. So like it was hard staying up, in school because I'd be struggling to try to see the board and stuff.
0: It's it's a lot of little stuff, man, that is just difficult. What is the most annoying question you get? Just to make sure I don't ask you it.
3: I live in, uh, in Indonesia, right? And when people see me with like my uh, grayish blue eyes and like white skin, blondish hair, they ask me if I'm uh, from the West, if I'm Caucasian. And oh. they like off the bat, try to speak English with me. And I'm just like, no, I can speak. Our language I can speak in Indonesia.
0: <laughs> so you just have people assuming because your skin's light that you're just an English native speaker.
3: Exactly.
1: The constant, like repetitive questions. So it wasn't necessarily the question or the the, the, the content of the question, it was the frequency of the question.
2: Uh, are you albino? That's <laughs> <laughs> probably the most annoying one. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Do people think they're going to get a different answer?
2: This is what I think goes to the head. Yeah. Oh crap, that's an albino. And then they go, wait, is it? And then they go, oh, he's staring at me. Uh, are you albino? I think that's literally like what goes on to. the. It's head. like someone that has no filter. They,
0: it, just, it just falls out yeah, of them. Yeah. When I was growing up, I never really heard the term person with albinism. I only ever heard albino person. How do you feel about the word albino? Is that offensive to you? Do you feel like it's dehumanizing? It's just the delivery
2: like anything else. Like If someone doesn't know how to... You know Address me Or or address You know What I am Mm -hmm. Then You know I can kind of discern through that And and see it But If someone's just Being a a dick you know you can you
0: can know when someone's just being so a you dick. think it's more so context and tone yeah
2: and it used to happen a lot where people were just a-holes but you know now now more people are just curious or they just say man that's cool or they like they don't even believe that they're like oh y'all are real
0: well they thought that you were just part of some ancient mythology or something yeah no exactly they were like i didn't know that y'all were
1: real the term albino is the term that's predominantly used but it's actually um, in my opinion, it's a derogatory term and mm. a great deal of people with albinism don't take kindly to it. The reason for it really is that an albino uh, can be an animal, it can be a plant, and when it's used to refer to a human being, then obviously just it, it misconceptualizes. It
0: dehumanizes you in some sense. No, never albino. <laughs> okay, scratch that okay. one out. Never albino. Scratch, scratch that out of your lexicon. Never again. <laughs> Was there a moment when you first realized that you were different than what society would deem normal?
2: It was when I went to public school for the first time. I was in the lobby and my mom was checking me into the public school. And I sat down by this kid and and this kid, he he tells his mom, Mom, am I going to get the albino disease?
0: What the How did that even get implanted (laughs) in their head?
2: Like, it kind of threw me for a loop because in my mind, I was like, is he? <laughs> like, I was like,
0: like oh, you okay. tell me what your mom tells you because I want to know as well.
2: D- is it contagious? Uh, and then I just knew then, like, okay, like, this this may be a problem. And then every single day from then, it's like, you walk past the hallway and then you have people like,
1: I think that's the new albino kid. My mother didn't get me in my school uniform for the first day. And she told me, she sat down with me and she said, I promise you I'm going to get your school uniform. And I was like... Bomber, I get to yeah, school yeah. and I could just feel like you know my heart is just like you know I'm just I'm so excited and now I sit there and I just hear someone say don't sit next to her Whoa. and I'm like next to who don't sit next to <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah who's her <laughs> exactly like who, who are we not sitting next to like yeah. and then they they move away and I remember thinking to myself damn it. I knew it. I should have worn my school uniform. (laughs) Of course it was the uniform problem. And Of course the school uniform was not the problem. I'd say that that was the time when I started moving from having a skin that was neutral Mm -hmm. to a skin that weighed and all of a sudden had consequences.
0: Before we continue learning about the world of albinism, I'd like to thank our sponsor ExpressVPN for our continued partnership that allows us to continue this series and support all the disturbingly beautiful people who help make this series possible behind the scenes. If you've been keeping up with this series, you already know what ExpressVPN is all about, but if not, allow me to break it down for you. ExpressVPN is an app and browser extension that protects your privacy and security online while also allowing you to place your device anywhere in the world so you can watch everything you don't usually have access to in your region. ExpressVPN does this by hiding your IP address and letting you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries such as but not limited to Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Guatemala, Mexico, Panama, Peru, Uruguay, Venezuela, Albania, Albania Andorra, Armenia, Australia, Belarus, Belgium, Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Georgia, Greece, Iceland, Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. <sighs> ExpressVPN actually works with any streaming service, though, like Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, Crunchyroll, and all the others. And Yes, even your guiltiest of guilty pleasures that you don't want anyone else in the world to know about. Visit expressvpn.com slash Padilla to learn more or click the link down in the description to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Padilla for an extra three months. Support them, support us, and surf the web from anywhere in the world. Now, back to the world of albinism. Can you recall any big moments in your life that were clearly shaped by having albinism?
1: I remember even my mother bought me a doll. It was a black doll with kinky hair. At that time, I never looked at that doll and thought, ooh, this doll doesn't look like me. Or that, that never quite happened in my mind. With time, I started seeing that there was a reference that, okay, there was beautiful girls and cool people and whatever. That was not me. Whenever I had a reference, I knew I was not it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that hit. I had a reverse relationship with beauty mm-hmm. because I, I had it when I was young. I felt like I was perfect, I was enough, I was full, I was complete.
0: You ended up realizing that that confidence with yourself and with beauty was something that was always there. It was just kind of covered up by layers and layers.
1: The only thing that makes you feel or that makes you weigh yourself.
0: I'm just thinking about now, I never felt inadequate until I started comparing myself to other kids at school. And that's when I started saying, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, I can't play sports like them. I can't draw like them. And it was never until I had that reference and started comparing that I ever started to have lower self-esteem. Yes. I came into my science class and we had to substitute
2: teacher. I went up closer to the board and he was like, you need to sit down. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to you know, see it. I can't see it from far away. He was like, what are you blind or something? And I was just like, I mean, kind of like, you know, I got bad vision. And he was like, all right, well, let me make it easier for you. So then like he erases it. And then no lie, he writes the words so big and he did it like in a dickish way. Like,
0: did he think you were making it up or was just he? He just just a complete asshole. I mean, either way, there it's he's a complete asshole. Yeah, like there, there's like, no way like, to justify that.
2: Like even thinking about it now, like it makes me sad because it, it it brings me back to a space where it's like
3: I felt so isolated. There were some instances where it got physical. I was walking outside a hoodie. My school classmate ran from behind me, grabbed the hood, like pulled it over my head, and was like sarcastically remarking that you have to have the hood up and like like pulling me down with the hood. At this point, I was conditioned to feel like that's normal. Like it's normal for me to get picked on. So I didn't fight back. I didn't do, I didn't even report. I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So I just lived with that. How does your
0: current day to day life differ from someone who doesn't have albinism?
1: I get to experience most of my days with people I care about mm-hmm. so I don't have albinism most of the time right yeah
0: yeah it doesn't stand out to you
1: in terms of media I almost constantly have to translate myself mm-hmm. you know contextualize mm-hmm. myself and sometimes that just gets tiring you go to a doctor and doctors will say things like oh, are you trying to have children because you know if you if you want to have children and you need to have some screening and whatever we can make sure that the child doesn't come out like you. They don't say it like that, but they don't (sighs) say
0: it. They're saying (laughs) that they want these recessive genes not to be passed on if you want.
1: Whatever culture sees as different, especially if you don't have a significant number of people to oppose it, it goes through a great deal of dehumanization. As soon as you say something is an abnormality, then guess what? Centuries later, they say albinism is a genetic disorder or a genetic disease. Albinism is just part of human diversity.
3: When I was in school, at first, like because I can't really see, the teachers would seat me right in front of the class. It was after a few years of switching from doctors to doctors that one finally suggested that I use uh, some kind of binocular to look at the board. I actually have it right here. It's this thing. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. So, it's like a single eye binocular.
3: I don't know. Monocular? <laughs> a monocular. Miniature telescope, I guess. I would just like use it like this, and then I'd be able to see. Uh, the other kids, they see this and like, what's that? That's so cool. And then just, they play around with it. You need it to, to be on par with everyone else's
0: vision while they would use mm-hmm. it to go sightseeing and bird watching. Yeah. Do you feel like people tend to do a double take when they see you or, or is people? Are people's reactions
3: pretty subdued? Otherwise, when I'm around uh, little kids, they tend to not think that I'm a human. <laughs> wow, that's such a big like action figure or, or doll or something. <laughs> I'm kind of like the oddball in my family because none of my uh, other family members, even extended family members, have albinism. When I post like a picture of with my family or like what they usually like ask, hey. Are those your real parents?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were the first person ever uh, with albinism to appear on the cover of Vogue. How important was that to you?
1: Now, Vogue is a wonderful, incredible, historic platform, but I understood the influence that the platform had in terms of Beauty norms, etc., etc., and I knew that not just having albinism, not just being black, but also being African those made the odds of this particular situation extremely unlikely i'm carrying so many people with me that's what i felt Mm. i felt like i was representing people with albinism but i also felt like i was representing south africans because i hadn't seen even a black woman Mm. who is brown skinned in south africa En vogue
0: you've made some songs with lyrics relating to you having albinism
1: wait aren't you, a aren't you the one with the
0: has your ability to express yourself through your art changed your relationship with albinism uh I would say
2: so before I hated it like I used to dye my hair I used to dye my eyebrows I have wanted like nothing to do with it doing music. And, and just being able to express myself. Mm-hmm. And then it went from accepting to, you know, liking. And then now it's like, you know, like I love it. You're able to fully
0: embrace that now.
2: Literally my, my handle is albino semi. It's like, now I want everything to do with it.
0: Sahara Coleman wants to know, as a black person with albinism, how are you treated in by people in the black community? And do you feel like you, you, you don't belong or that you're out of place? Since I was black, It'd be times where white
2: people would be like, no, I'm not with you. And then the fact that I was albino and I talked white, black people would be like, oh, I'm not with Mm -hmm. you. And then the fact that my skin was what it was and I looked the way that I looked, it made everybody else go, okay, if they're not with them, then okay, I'm not with them. My best friend from childhood, he's biracial. so. That's probably why we were able to connect because he was too white for the blacks and then too blacks for the whites. Mm. And then that's probably why me and him were able to just connect and be friends.
0: Akku Versen wants to know, coming from someone with albinism, how does your albinism affect your dating life?
3: One of those limitations was that I can't drive. Sometimes that can be embarrassing because the most used modes of transportation here are motorcycles. People still have that standard that, that gender roles that the guy has to be the one riding it and the girl is mm-hmm. like on the back just holding on. A few times, I was the one riding on the back. <laughs> and again, <laughs> right. I I myself, I don't like gender roles, but yeah. saying that is kind of embarrassing, you know?
2: I'm no one's type. So, so you it's like- think you're
3: no one's type? Growing up, you know, girls see
2: guys on TV. You know, like celebrities.
0: There's no fucking albinos on there, so it's like True. no representation to kind of establish the beauty standard.
2: Yeah, it was no, it was no one on TV to make us look cool. Like it's either somebody thinks I'm like
0: super attractive and unique, and all of these things or I'm just ugly as shit. I mean, I guarantee you right now in the comments, there are tons of people commenting that you are their type right now. I promise oh, yeah, you.
2: yeah, yeah, I'm single. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so when this airs live. Yo, you know, um, <laughs> Sammy is
0: single and ready to mingle. Go yeah. ahead and leave some comments. Let yeah. him know if you are, if he is yeah. your type.
2: Yeah, you're definitely not out of my league. <laughs> so only thing is kind of weird. It's like, you know, you'll get those people that fetishize over the fact that you're just albino. I've had girls like, be into that, mm. like we'll be chilling, and then she will just be like, "Yeah, I've always wanted one of you." I don't care how you're referring
0: to someone. One of you is not.
2: I've had this happen more than once,
0: and I'm just sitting there like, "All right." That's like the, probably the biggest turnoff you can ever hear.
2: Well, it depends on when they're saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if there's anyone watching who has albinism and is struggling for any reason is there anything that you'd want to say to them
2: you need to understand that you are different and the fact that you're different is okay and you need to embrace it as much as possible because while you may think that you're 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 not amounting to anything or or you're just isolated from the world on the other end of the spectrum, there's people that envy you because the thing is, it's like some people would try their entire life to get noticed. You have that ability to draw attention, you know, by default. You could be like me and how I was when I was younger and you could deflect it and you could be miserable and you could be insecure or you could take that and you can acknowledge it and you can stand on it and say, yeah, I am different. Let me show you you know, why you shouldn't look away. You know,
0: let me show you that it's more to me than just my skin. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want
3: directly in the camera, go.
1: Remember that difference is part of human diversity. That is your mantra, remember that.
3: Check out my Instagram at Arvaldo Darmara, at Albino Indonesia and shout out to my friend Reina. Follow me on all social media at Albino Simi and Simi on Spotify and check out the music. Subscribe to Anthony Padilla and stop commenting about the emo hair back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're done with the emo hair, okay? We leave it in the past, but I will do it again, (laughs) maybe, if you ask nicely. Thank you so much, Tando. I feel like I understand the world of albinism just a little bit more.
1: Thank you for having me, Anthony.
0: After spending the day with these people with albinism, I've come to understand just how heavily misunderstood this condition is and just how dangerous misinformation can really be. Being accepting and supportive can absolutely make a world of difference as you never truly know what may be occurring with someone behind the scenes. See you later. Bye, guys. Press a like. Oh, jeez. I'm like I'm I'm like, I...
1: Do know I do talk a lot, I can go on the monologue. <laughs> oh, that's completely monologue. okay, we got plenty of time. I can go on the monologue and all you'll be saying is mm, 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 so this I do it.
0: have about 25 questions, but if you just want to do two, <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs>